Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Daniel Harris, and our producer Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. We're talking today with Dave and Mary Jo Nunning, founders of the Alpha Mega Institute, operating out of Grand Junction, Colorado. They've been doing so since it was founded in 1984. There are a lot of interesting things that go on. One of the things y'all talked about is that y'all have been in as many as 30 countries. Yeah, we never anticipated we would be out of the country. But started getting invitations here and there and wherever and through different mission organizations that saw the importance of this creation message and the importance of coming alongside the various missionaries to help them uh, say that you can believe the Bible, just like you say, for your organization, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse in Genesis. So that is spread. So now, yes, in over 30 countries... We are starting to train people in various countries in order to be able to teach creation themselves in those countries, such as what we mentioned was the Costa Rica training group. We're right now working with a group of about 16, and they are being able to then hopefully take that and teach in their own country, et cetera, and other countries as well. Now, during the break, we were talking about your Discover Creation training adventure, which y'all have been trying to get into high gear for the last few years, interfered with that. However, y'all now have online offerings. What are those? The online offerings, right now we teach different classes. We've got one on worldviews that's going to go for the entire academic year. We have six-week modules. Right now, we're in the middle of the first one on astronomy by Brian, one of our younger staff members, Brian Mariani. Scott Mauser handling the world views. Uh, he's going to then switch up just first six weeks to a biology session. Then we'll be doing geology six-week sessions, etc. But these are also going to be modules in that training adventure, so students can actually start their course perhaps even in high school, and be able to start being prepared to what's going to face them at the university campuses and or to be a force on that campus. So what our hope is to use this Discover Creation training adventure is train people to be a real force. God puts them. Okay. One of the things that we would like to point out is that you all have an excellent website at discovercreation.org. Again, folks, that's www.discovercreation.org. On that, you have a number of articles and apologetics available on that website. You also have access to your store in which you can get great amount of creation science and apologetics materials. Anything else to say about your website? Yes, we're also posting a lot of our videos on our website so people can be able to access our teaching from here to the ends of the world, you might say. Okay. One of the other things that's a little bit unique, I think, is we have we have a search engine which will search our website, of course, for hundreds and hundreds of articles that are on there. But we also have an advanced 
search on our site that will search in, I think, six or seven different young age creation ministries. It helps you people to get to the their answers a little quicker, you know, than to go through a big, long search online. Yeah, if they go on to Google, they get all kinds of stuff. Here <laughs> we have solid information being, right. uh, being presented here. And that is useful and a unique tool. I want to shift gears okay. now and talk a little bit about evidences that y'all present. One of the things that, Dave, I've heard you speak for many years and, and you hammer at is the difference in worldviews between looking through evolutionary glasses and looking through a biblical worldview. And point of fact, I have, in my presentations across the Southwest, I have stolen that a lot of times. You get people hammering to the point to where you say, is that real evidence or is that artwork? Of course, you get the crowd saying, well, that's artwork, and I enjoy doing that same thing. But I'm glad you're using it. Why do you hammer that home so much? Well, because it's young people that are getting bombed out of the saddle with evolution, and they do not realize that there's a difference between the actual evidence that was found and the artist's concept of that evidence. And uh, the artist's concept is what convinces them of evolution. It wouldn't be the evidence if they looked at it. So asking what's the evidence and recognizing that's great artwork, but that's not evidence, is so important for young people, but also we're noticing many adults the same way. They don't realize what has hit them because they just accepted the artwork. Part of the main reason that we'll take that approach is so many people believe evolution is science and creation is religion. And so they want to be scientific, and so they go with evolution, and that undermines their faith in Scripture. We've had students tell us they can't believe the Bible because evolution is true, and because it's science. And so we want to show people that evolution is not pure science. It's an interpretation of scientific evidence. It's a philosophy or a worldview, and that makes a big difference for some people. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Daniel Harris, and our producer, Ed Salzville. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. We are speaking today with Dave Nutting and Mary Jo Nutting of the Alpha Omega Institute. I think I've seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I've seen a shift that's occurred in the last two decades with y'all's ministry. Early on, y'all were trying to get out the word to anyone who would listen about creation and and God's creation. But I think your focus in the last couple of decades has transitioned more to colleges and youth. Am I correct in that? Yeah, I've always been doing youth ministry as well as college ministry, and we still speak virtually everywhere we get an opportunity. But you are right, we have made a shift harshly to some university ministry, especially here locally, even though we speak at different universities, even the University of Minnesota, etc. But the, our shift at the local ministry is to be able to reach somebody right in our backyard with our present staff, and they are having a great ministry with individual students, etc., just a half a block away at Colorado Mesa University. And we're really wanting to have other students that we will be able to disciple. And when we disciple these students, we really want them to be able to then reach out to others to be a force on their own campus there. And that's starting here locally, but we want to then transport that model all over to many different communities around this country. 
And so that's our shift, is basically doing these classes. We're also doing a lot of homeschool classes as well. Brian is kind of uh, heading that up. And you're doing that in San Antonio, too, Scott, with some of your teaching. I know, reaching the homeschool classes, we do the same thing. And we feel like they could be able to take this material and run with it. We would like to train them. And one of the things we want to do at our center, since it's only a half a block away, we have a ready-made ministry center <laughs> at where we're at and also a place to go apply that just a half a block away. And we would like to be able to expand that part of our, well, we already have the facility. We just need to start renovating the upstairs a little bit in order to be able to maybe house those students or even have a discovery center right up there that attracts these students over to it and even the homeschool community. Yes, sir. You're you're quite right with what we're doing here in San Antonio. Incidentally, currently we are going through the with the homeschoolers here in San Antonio online. We are going through the uh, Genesis Academy program from uh, Creation Ministries International. Okay. In the three minutes or two minutes that we've got left, I would like to talk about what's your favorite topic when you get into creation science to try and impact a crowd. Well, keep in mind, I'm a geologist. I like to talk about the flood and the evidence of the flood. That's really great. And I also really love modern molecular biology. And that's more of your line there, Scott. But, but I love that area, especially when you look at the inner workings of the cell. And I realize it's like a city in a cell and with UPS delivery. And there's machines. There are actual machines that are based on proteins and the, it's an amazing the combinations of proteins and how they're put together it's more machines in the end of your little finger than there are electrical motors and gasoline engines in the entire world now somebody might try to pick apart and say well it's not well designed because there might be a, a flaw well that's what they perceive as a flaw and so they call imperfection as evidence against God. It was interesting. I had a, an instructor at a college tell me just uh, last fall, I think, well, when I showed how detailed it was, he said, well, that's just it. Things are just absolutely too perfect for there to be a creator God. I kind of scratched my head at that one. <laughs> no, you should have scratched your head. But it's the type of attacks that we deal with that are nonsensical. They will say, okay, there are imperfections in the creation, which could be the product of mutations or anything else, and that's their proof of there not being a creator. And now you've got a guy who says, well, it's too perfect. How on earth is that an argument against creation? Only because they do not understand the power of God or the, the uh, knowledge and wisdom of God. No. They, they, put, they put God in a little box that they can sort of, you know, imagine and, and uh, manage, but they don't understand the wonder of our Creator. They're trying to create God after their own image instead of vice versa. Right. And we thank you for the wonderful job that y'all have done for now four decades 
in terms of this ministry. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Bible.